It's Fibber McGee and Molly. NBC and Tums present Fibber McGee and Molly transcribed. The show is written by Phil Leslie and Len Levinson and directed by Max Hutton. Fibber and Molly will be with you in a minute. This is Don Wilson for Tums. If you've ever tried Tums, you know how fast they act to give relief to the discomfort of acid indigestion or heartburn. If you've never tried Tums, try them the next time acid indigestion strikes. See what I mean when I say Tums give don't wait relief. There's no waiting for bottles, glasses, spoons, or water. You take Tums then and there, wherever you are. And you don't wait for relief. Tums really act fast. Yet, there's no worry about acid rebound or over-alkalizing. That's because Tums contain a gentle form of calcium that acts as a scientific buffer. Tums stop working automatically. The instant excess stomach acid is neutralized. So do as millions do. Always carry economical Tums in pocket or purse. Ten cents a roll. If you were paying attention yesterday, you know that Mr. McGee went to trial on a charge of alienating the affections of a dog named Flash. You also know that Judge Beerstock gave our hero a suspended sentence and ordered him to keep away from said dog. It's now one o'clock in the morning at 79 Wistful Vista, and peace reigns over the scene. What'd you say, McGee? Yeah. <laughs> I, I thought I... Uh, guess I was mistaken. <sighs> Good night. <coughs> What'd you say, Molly? Who, me? <coughs> Molly. That sound. That's that dog. Hmm. That's that flash. Oh, dear. Him and his voice of doom. And yours, too, if Judge Beerstock hears about oh, it. Oh, my gosh. I better get downstairs. Dead rat, that dead ratted hound anyhow. Where's my robe and slippers? Your robe's on the chair. Oh, I just stepped on my slippers. That mutt. That dim-fangled, slab-slided, rim-pestered, flock-whippled mutt. Watch your language, please. And wait, I'll go with you. Where's my flashlight? Never mind, I got it. Why don't you turn on the hall light? And rouse the neighbors so they can turn state's evidence against us? Molly, if I get caught with that dog again... I know, I know. I wonder what time it is. Thanks, I thought it was later than that. Say, I haven't heard the dim fingal slap side of, or the dog since we started downstairs. I hope nothing's happened to him that they can pin on us. <coughs> hmm. Got a kind of a musical howl. He's out back. Come on through the kitchen. Oh, what a mess. Be careful, I'm with you. Take it easy. Here, Flash. Here, Flash, old boy. Here, boy. Here, little <coughs> Get down. down, boy. Shh. Molly, get me a towel, will you? Stop that. Want me to get flung in jail the rest of my life? McGee, put that flashlight out. Do you want to rouse the neighbors so they can turn state's evidence against us? My flashlight isn't on it. Who? who who's that? Oh, is that you, Mr. McGee? 
Howdy, Miss McGee. Oh, hello, Les. Oh, that's your flashlight. Yeah, I thought I heard somebody sing an Indian love call, and when I came out to investigate, why, it seemed to be coming out of your yard. Les, just shut your eyes, turn around, go back home, get into bed, and forget you ever saw anything. Will you, please? Why, Mr. McGee, isn't this here that big moose dog that's been pestering you? The, the one the judge gave you that suspended sentence over yesterday? I, 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 I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> a quiet flash. <laughs> Nothing but your imagination, Les. That's something you ought to have less, Les. Less imagination. Now, how about being a good fellow and getting uh, out of Mr. here? Mr. McGee, don't you think you better get into some clothes and take this dog back to his own yard and tie him up again before that Mr. Corner finds out he's gone and calls the police? Oh, of course. Why didn't we think of that? Yeah, that's what we better do. If that guy Corner... Well, looky here. He's, he's chewed his rope clear through. Mm-hmm. I, I tell you, look, if you want to go get dressed, I'll just stay here and kind of hold on to him till you're ready. Swell. You're a pal, Les. You hang on to him now. Keep him quiet. I'll get dressed, too. I won't let you go over by yourself, McGee. Okay, we'll be right back, Les. And remember, not a word about this to a soul, or you'll find yourself living next door to the wife of a jailbird. Don't say that, McGee. Come on, hurry. You just hold him there, Les. (coughs) Quiet, Les. I'm coming back. Here, here's one of my slippers as a deposit. There's more fun with the McGee's shortly. You know, when we think of mental illness, we think of it as something that happens to other people. We don't like to think that it could possibly happen in our family. Yet the facts are that mental illness strikes one family in every four. Fortunately, there are ways to treat mental illness, and the outlook is so much more hopeful than it was years ago. The scientists are now looking for new ways, better and quicker ways to cure mental illness and to prevent it. They need your help so they can help you. You can help to speed up research on mental illness by giving a gift to the Mental Health Fund. Money can't buy happiness, but it can wipe out the heartache, suffering, and misery of mental illness. Every dollar you give will be used to protect your family against mental illness through research, prevention, and improved treatment. Please give a generous gift today to the Mental Health Fund in care of your local postmaster. Remember, address your contribution to Mental Health Fund in care of your local postmaster. Your help in this worthy cause is urgently needed now. Get in there now. Go on, Flash. Go on, doggy. This is your own yard. Get in. Get into your nice house, Flash. Go on, get in, before I haul off and give you one in the slats. Come on, Flash. Get in that dog house. McGee, I found the other end of his rope. Good. Here, let's get him tied up and scoot out of here before his owner hears us. Okay, but the big... All is... right, stick him up. I caught you in the act this time. Let me see. Mm. Yep, cutting the dog's rope so he can steal him again, huh? Oh, for the... you got us all wrong. Yeah, we were just bringing him back, Mr. Corner. A likely story. Well, I got you just where I want you, McGee. The cops are on their way, and this time you won't wiggle out of it. You're going to jail for a good long stretch, you dog stealer. Oh, quiet, quiet, quiet. You little sawed-off Jesse James. You dog napper. Now you look at me. I got a good notion not to wait for the police. I think I'll take the law into my own hands and let you have it. Hey, hey, hey stop. Help. Let go. Get off. <laughs> Oh, this is great. Hey, Attaboy, Flash. Hold him down, Flash. Hey, call, call, call off my dog, will you, McGee? He's he crushing me flat. <laughs> if I do, will you listen to reason? 
Who's there? The police. Here they are, Sergeant. All right, all right. Now, what's going on here? Sergeant, arrest those people. Get off of me. Oh! Oh! Hey, Sergeant, explain this whole thing. Well, well, if it isn't Mr. and Mrs. McGee, the alienation people. You see, officer. Watch them, Sergeant. They may be armed. I sneaked up on them a few minutes ago, and they'd cut my dog's rope, and we're trying to steal him again. Oh. We were not. We were tying him up. Ha! Sergeant, you remember the judge saying if they ever tried to grab my dog again, he was going to put McGee in jail from here to eternity? That I do. This is all a mistake, I tell you. We were woke up about an hour ago by this dad-ratted hound howling at our back door. He chewed his rope in two and come over to our house. Ha! Arrest him. Hey, wait a minute. We got a witness. Of course we have. Lester Nelson. Our next-door neighbor. Flash woke him up, too. He'll tell you. He'll back me up. All right. We'll all go over and ask him. Bogarty, you take the dog. Come on, Mr. Corner. And you two... Us, officers? Just watch your step, the both of you. Come on. But I keep telling you, Sergeant, no. I I never saw any dog like this one in Mr. McGee's backyard earlier tonight. Uh Uh-huh. What did I tell you? But, Les... That's definite, huh? Absolutely. But, Les, it's all right to tell him. No, caught you from the audience, McGee. Ah, the only thing to do is take the whole mess down to the station house and try to thrash it out there. Thank you, Mr. Nelson. That'll be all now. Okay, Sergeant. I'll be getting back inside. So long, Mr. McGee. Did I do right? Why, you knucklehead. Uh, We'll be on our way. You guys are going to regret this, by George. We're innocent. (laughs) That's telling him, Flash, and I'm telling you, Sergeant. Now, don't start with the frou-frous, McGee. You're in trouble up to your pompadour. Suspended sentence about to become unsuspended. New charge that Mr. Corner wants before him. And don't think I won't. Like the flea on the firehouse dog, McGee. No matter which way you jump, you're still on the spot. Oh, dear, this is terrible. Hold it, Sarge. Over there by the signboard, there's a guy waving at us. Huh? Now what? Bogarty, this is a night we'll long remember. For sheer utter confusion... Oh, officer, am I glad you came by. What's wrong, man? Well, that's Wally Wimp. I was attacked, officer, on my way home uh, about an hour ago. What do you mean? Held up and robbed? Uh, Oh, no. I was knocked down and unpantsed. My trousers were torn off completely by a huge, great, big dog. If I didn't have this long sweater to pull down... You hear that, Molly? Give me that again, mister. You say a big dog knocked you down an hour ago? And stole my slacks right off of me. I can identify the dog, too. It's a big, happy mutt named Flash. (laughs) I can't see back there. Have you got the dog? Uh Aha! An hour ago, he said. Mr. McGee, is that you in there? Yes. Now are you satisfied, Sergeant? If this dog stole Wimp's pants an hour ago, that proves he was out running around before he ever showed up at our house, don't it? Yeah, but, 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 but I thought... That caught... sounds right to me, Mr. Corner. Does? He sure wasn't tied up if he was unpantsing this man here an hour ago. Hop in, mister. We'll take you home. Yeah. Squeeze in and shake hands with Mr. Corner, Wimp. Mr. Corner is the man who's going to pay for a new pair of pants for you. Or how about making it a new suit, Corner, old boy? Yeah, a new suit for Wallace Wimple. And maybe even one for me. So as I won't file a false arrest suit. An eye for an eye and a suit for a suit. <laughs> Don't you get it, Corner, old top? I said an eye for an eye and a suit for a suit. It ain't funny, McGee. <laughs> I thought it was very funny. What do you think, Molly? Very funny, McGee. <laughs> Home, Sergeant O'Hara. We'll say goodnight to Fever and Molly in a moment. 
This is George Fenneman, and if you've got a moment, I'd like to tell you about a show I do with the one, the only, Groucho Marx. We have a lot of fun each week when Groucho talks to six people in search of a lot of money. Here's a sample of what goes on. I took this conversation off a recording of one of our past shows. Listen. Well, you're sort of a cracker-barrel philosopher, aren't you? <laughs> more, more truth than poetry. Last week, it was a couple had a bunch of kids going to school, and one little kid said, I don't like your daddy. He says, why? He said, because he drinks. He said, how do you know? He said, we had him last year. <laughs> Who knows who'll get him next year? <laughs> your, judge, your guess is good as mine. Well, that'll give you an idea of Groucho and his contestants on You Bet Your Life every week. If you haven't heard the show lately, tune us in. We're on NBC, of course. I think you'll enjoy it. Those old pants of mine fit you like a glove, wimp, old boy. Oh, thanks, Mr. McGee. Hey, hey, how'd you happen to be out so late tonight, anyhow? Oh, I did the same thing the dog did. Hmm? I chewed my rope in two and sneaked out. (laughs) (laughs) Good night. (laughs) Good night. Good night, all. NBC and Tums, T-U-M-S, Tums for the Tummy, have brought you the Fibber, McGee, and Molly program transcribed. With Bill Thompson as Wallace Wimple, Dick Ryan as Sergeant O'Hara, Bob Easton as Les, Herb Vigran as Mr. Corner, and Pinto Colvig as the Dog Flash. This is John Wald inviting you to be with us again tomorrow evening when Fibber, McGee, and Molly wrestle with the problem of door chimes which refuse to keep quiet. And perhaps hear more from Mr. Corner. Tonight, hear Jim Fleming and the Heart of the News on the NBC Radio Network.